Okay, so hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Faith Brunel's Insights. I'm Faith Brunel and this is the very first episode of Season 6, Episode 1 with Joe Seddon. Hi Joe, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Faith. How are you? Good, good. I am very well, thank you. I am very eager to hear about your wonderful journey. You know, as we all do, I've been doing some research about your journey and kind of being the CEO and founder of a company called Zero Gravity. So I'm going to hand over to you, Joe, to briefly introduce yourself today. And then I'll um, ask some questions that I have prepared for you. Sure. So I'm Joe Seddon. I'm the 26-year-old founder and CEO of Zero Gravity. So we're a tech platform that powers students from low opportunity areas into top universities and careers. Uh, this is my first ever job and my only job that I've mm -hmm. ever had. I, I launched Zero Gravity five years ago from my childhood bedroom. It was a, a bootstrapped startup at the beginning, which I founded with the last 200 quid of my student loan. And over the past five years, I've been on a crazy journey, you know, scaling that from a bedroom startup to where we are today, which is we've supported over 8,000 students from low opportunity areas into top universities mm -hmm. with a team of 25 people based out of Zero Gravity HQ in yeah. central London. We work with a number of the UK's biggest employers to power people from low opportunity areas into their businesses, you know, mm -hmm. companies like HSBC, Morgan mm -hmm. Stanley, uh, Ashurst, KPMG, mm -hmm. and, and plenty of others. And we've also created the biggest scholarship funds in the UK for socially mobile students. And we've deployed £1.5 million wow. of funding now to students on our platform. So it's been a roller coaster journey, you know, both mm -hmm. as a company and personally as well. And the thing that I'm really passionate about mm -hmm. is unlocking the talent of people from all backgrounds. So that link between background and opportunity isn't quite as strong as it has been historically. And also, particularly for entrepreneurs, you know, showing that you don't have to be a rich kid to mm -hmm. found a business. You know, it is possible to defy the odds if you are somebody yeah. who doesn't come from a sort of wealthy entrepreneurial background, because mm -hmm. that's the journey that I've been on. And it is tricky and difficult. But if you are able to create something that has a real purpose and impact, it's mm -hmm. certainly worth it as well. Well, thank you, Joe, for giving us a wonderful insight and an overview into your kind of journey being the founder, as we mentioned, from the outset of Zero Gravity. And I'm going to just um, sip my tea as well. I came prepared. Um, <laughs> so we had that in common. But yeah, um, wonderful to, to, to hear you talk about your journey. And indeed, you mentioned the key word journey. And here at Faith Realm Insights, our mantra is actually, it's not an event, it's a journey. And your journey can begin now. So really, you kind of tapped into something that I'm really passionate about as well, which is, you know, about giving people opportunity and really unlocking what's within them. Um, so let's kind of talk to you a little bit more. Um, let's delve further into Zero Gravity, because you did mention kind of in your introduction, you spoke about the scholarship program and how, how you deployed £1.5 million there. You talked a little bit about how Zero Gravity, the tech platform, and mentioned kind of how you have collaborations with companies such as KPMG, hey, just BC, etc. Then those are just a few um, to mention. And then you also spoke about something that's key um, to zero gravity. It's about tapping in. As you, you talked about background and opportunity in terms of giving those uh, students and, and people from low income areas that kind of and giving them that support uh, and those opportunities. So can you share a pivotal moment or even a few pivotal moments or experiences that indeed shaped your path? especially leading to your recognition as Forbes uh, 30 Under 30 and Tech Entrepreneur of the Year? I think it all starts with your background and upbringing mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I, I grew up in a small town in West Yorkshire called Morley, mm -hmm. which is between Leeds and Wakefield. It's a sort of post-industrial town 
um, what I suppose political analysts would refer to as a red wall state. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in single parent backgrounds. So my mum's a speech therapist mm-hmm. in the NHS. And I was brought up with a strong set of values um, in a um, in, in a town where opportunity wasn't necessarily abundant and in a life circumstance where I've probably had at times a little bit of childhood trauma to overcome, in all honesty. And I, I see that in many ways as the, the roots of everything that has come because I kind of emerged out of my upbringing um, having overcome a, a number of different types of challenges. And I think just the kind of determination, resiliency that built within me almost gave me a competitive advantage over other people. So I think if you are somebody who comes from a slightly unconventional background or you've had you no know, big challenges to overcome, or whatever those may be, like it, it's really important, I think, to try and reconceptualize that mm-hmm. as the roots of your success rather than kind of outside barriers that will sort of keep you trapped and pinned down no matter what. So I, I kind of attribute my, my journey in many ways to my upbringing and my mum did an incredible job in raising mm-hmm. three children in a, in a very difficult, challenging mm-hmm. situation. And, and actually some of my first mentors were just like very personal mentors. Like my gran was probably my, my greatest uh, yeah. mentor. And she was just somebody who from a young age um, cultivated my my kind of talent, my curiosity. And she got me interested mm-hmm. in you know, current affairs, politics, philosophy. Yeah economics especially in a single parent family framework having a really strong extended family mm-hmm. is is super important so your, your greatest mentors sometimes can be people within your personal um network it doesn't have to be kind of elon musk or, or richard branson it can be really yeah. close to, to home so i think those values were super important and in, in terms of that journey i i went on i think the other thing that was really key was also just having a really clear purpose and vision behind what I was doing because the entrepreneurship is is hard. You know, 99% of startups fail. fail yeah. And the number one reason why they fail is because the founders give up because starting a business is really difficult. It's a process. You no know, success mm-hmm. doesn't come overnight. Like this idea of an overnight success, which has kind of been the popularized in modern culture through TikTok and movies is just mm-hmm. a complete myth. Mm-hmm. Even businesses that can look like an overnight success like mine are actually you know, years and years in the building behind the scenes. So to be able to like get through that really tricky period and be disciplined and hyper-focused, it's so much easier to do that and have a clear purpose and vision behind what you're doing. And the purpose behind what I was building was to help lots of other people who were just like me. Back and that's really day. important. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. difficult to get out of bed when mm-hmm. that was my... Uh, my purpose. So I would always really... advise entrepreneurs to to, to to build a business that relates to a purpose or mission which you're deeply passionate about. Excellent. That's really important. Um, I just want to pivot here slightly and talk a little bit about how you spoke about resilience and having a background, having a story. And I indeed, as you know, and I indeed, you know, I indeed can relate to that as a black female founder myself about the challenges and about kind of having to push beyond those challenges and being able to not let it stop you from achieving your ultimate dream and kind of also thinking about those strong networks that you have within your, you know, within your family, within your friends 
awareness as well as you said it's not always going to be an Elon Musk but if it's somebody who can allow you to get from A to B um, it's going to be just as impactful as well because they understand your roots they understand your story and they understand your vision and vision is key because as, as the bible says without a vision the people perish and so having a vision is out it, it's um, of utmost importance um, and it's actually really really important to have that vision so talking a little bit more then going into a bit more depth then I I really appreciate you kind of speaking um, about your kind of background you know as you mentioned um, being from a single parent household as well I did um, briefly watch your video on your website Zero Gravity where you set the context about who you are because as a podcaster and I think it's important that I take the time to research my guests and have a little look at their visions and their ethos which you mentioned uh, from the outset and in your kind of um, in your dialogue um, so let's talk about now the um, evolving, the rapidly evolving tech landscape that Zero Gravity uh, is currently operating in. How do you navigate the ever-changing industry trends and also ensure that your company stays at the forefront of both innovation and relevance? Yeah, it's a really big question. It's, it's particularly um, relevant and an apposite, I suppose, because over the past 12 months, you know, we're starting to, to see a, a new industry trends emerging, which is you no know, AI, yeah. which is a bit, very difficult to escape at the moment. But mm -hmm. the four or five years when I was founding Zero Gravity, you know, AI was just academic theory, and mm -hmm. you know, now it's uh, it's a kind of like burgeoning reality and uh, mm -hmm. a growing a growing tech sector in and of itself. But I think in terms of like how you keep your finger on the pulse, I think the, the first thing is you no know, cultivating your curiosity. Mm -hmm. which is as, as a founder it's your responsibility to to not just have a vision at one point in time but to continue to kind of like build and recreate that vision mm -hmm. like moving forwards like I, I think often a, a vision like the fundamental elements of it should stay the same but what mm -hmm. that vision looks like exactly and what the painting looks like should change mm -hmm. over time so it, it's your responsibility as a founder to be curious. So you, know, you should be listening to podcasts, yeah. subscribing to relevant publications, and, and and look at what other people are doing, especially people from outside your sector. A classic kind of uh, management textbook or, or leadership textbook is to kind of say, you know, obsess over your competitors and to make sure you know exactly what your competitors are doing, learn from them, they steal their best ideas and mm -hmm. learn from their mistakes. But, but actually, I think it can be quite dangerous to become siloed mm -hmm. in your industry and the kind of group think that that operates within your sector. In many ways, it can be better to look far outside your sector to completely different types of businesses and actually understand their models, you know, what's driving those businesses, what ideas are, are really pushing those businesses forwards. Because you'll be surprised what you can pull from other contexts to implement in your own business. Like when they came from zero gravity, I, I didn't really look at what was happening in the education and career sector mm -hmm. when we were building our technology because I thought a lot of the way that things were done was just wrong, in all honesty. I, I thought it was a bad, inefficient, low-impact sector as a whole. So I, I looked at other types of businesses like Uber, Deliveroo, like how do they do algorithmic matching? How mm -hmm. do they build marketplaces? And, and in many ways, that was more relevant to me when I was building my initial kind of mentorship platform than what was going on in my own sector. So but if I can just say Joe, as well, sector. yeah, if I can just say as well, um, I think what's important, obviously, that we pick out there as well 
it goes back to the notion and, and to the concept of transferable skills. So even when you're applying for a job and you haven't actually worked in that sector, there are still actually, there's still relevance and importance to pick out those skills, what you use as well. And it goes back to what you were saying, that when you were setting up, looking at the inception of your company, Zero Gravity, you were actually able to pinpoint and kind of pick from different sectors and areas and able to strengthen your kind of um, creation of the brand. And really, you, you know, you mentioned something that's really key and really um, important, really salient actually, with talking about obviously being a well-rounded person, being a well-rounded individual, where you're able to actually kind of, you know, tap into different podcasts, you know, tap into different sectors and actually be aware of what's going on. And as um, a politics graduate myself, um, and an aspiring barrister, it's something that I can definitely agree with you because while I'm actually an aspiring barrister, while you know reading politics at King's actually gave me, um, it made me a more well-rounded individual and be able to tap into differing perspectives, social, economical, um, and really I'm going to plug in what Joe said. Joe said to listen to podcasts. So everybody who is currently listening right right now, excellent. Keep listening to the Faith and Other Insights podcast where we continue to have a range of guests and indeed do continue obviously to. Expand your knowledge. And Joe, I'm going to actually um, reference something that you mentioned as well. You spoke about the importance of reading books and kind of being aware. Um, and one of my favorite authors is James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, because it talks about habit setting. And as an entrepreneur and founder, it's actually really important to understand the, you know, you know, the um the benefit of obviously having first of all having good habits, but also the impact of having bad habits and how that can negatively shape your um you know shape your lifestyle so joe i'm gonna actually talk about that it really segues nicely into my next question about habits and habit formation and entrepreneurship so as a leader as you are obviously the um, founder and ceo of zero gravity what strategies or philosophy do you employ to then foster a culture of innovation and growth within your team at zero gravity i think the first thing you should remember if you're the founder of an early stage business is at the beginning, you are the business, mm -hmm. which is whether you're the single employee or you're the leader of a small team at the beginning, the person who's going to be driving the vision, yeah. setting the strategy, being a spokesperson for the business is you. So you have to kind of work on yourself and grow yourself just as mm -hmm. much as the, the business, the, the business is, in many ways, they're kind of like abstract legal entities. But mm. when you bring them down to work, actually, they're just collections of, of individuals. It's, it's yeah. individuals who make things things happen. So at the beginning, you are the business. And one of the things you need to work on as a founder is how do you optimize your own performance? Because no matter how great your idea is, no matter how great your strategy is, no matter how beautiful your vision is, if your own performance is rubbish, your business isn't going to get off the ground. So, so growing a business is as much a personal challenge as it is a kind of business strategy challenge. So like their books like and the Atomic Habits are exactly the sort of things founders should be looking at. And mm -hmm. I always tell my team, in my opinion, one of the most powerful laws of both business and personal development is the law of compounding, mm -hmm. which is that if you just work on getting 1% better yeah. every single week, and you stay rigorously disciplined and focused mm. on doing that. You might not see the results overnight. The one yeah. week to the next, it might look like very little has changed. But over a long enough period of time, getting 1% better per week leads to exponential growth. Exactly. People are quite familiar with this concept now because we lived through the COVID era mm. where people can, had to get their minds around the idea that the virus spreads at 1% per day. That can mm. actually lead to exponential <laughs> spread 
over yeah. time. So, so I think people get that concept now, but the, the power of compounding is one of the most powerful laws of both business and personal development. So you should focus on getting 1% better yeah, every, every single day. week. And, and that requires a lot of focus and discipline. And it also requires understanding that you have to be in it for the long haul because you're not going to see very much progress over a one month period yeah. where you'll be absolutely surprised about how much progress you can make over a three year period if you stick on that journey. And that's the experience that, that I've undergone. That I remember in the initial days of Zero Gravity, banging my head against the wall thinking, oh, it's so difficult growing a business. It feels like nothing's working. This is just too difficult. But if I told myself five years ago where we are today, I would have thought at the time that was completely unfathomable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get to that level so that just shows you like the law of compounding in action so get on that one percent journey it really is as, as simple as that in my opinion yeah interesting and stemming from the kind of law of compounding it all you know it really kind of like goes back to something that I'm always talking about you know talking about with my listeners talking about with people who I in, in, interact with um, and actually on Saturday, my dad actually hosted the Global Leadership Conference and Summit, um, which is a prime leadership event of the year. He hosted it for the first time in Birmingham at the Bethel Convention Centre, which is also coming back next year on the 21st of November. And what this actually did, it actually featured speakers such as um, James Clear and Craig Rochelle, who's the founder of the Version Bible app and looking at different kind of principles of leadership. It had speakers like Erin Mayer, Marisha Stevenson, my sister Bethany Pomel, and I even spoke on looking at that kind of leadership from a young leader's perspective. So, you know, what this actually serves to, um, to illustrate is that um, everything, as Joe really has just said, to kind of reiterate that it's not an event, it's a journey. And so if we focus on getting 1% better each week or each day, what we're actually going to see is a longer, as you said, that used to use that word, exponential growth in the long haul. And secondly, really thinking about um, everyone, looking at the growth and fixed mindset. If you currently find yourself kind of shifting between a fixed and a growth mindset, it's not too late and it's never too late to actually shift permanently into a growth mindset but don't put too much pressure on yourself to actually be in that growth mindset make sure that as James Clear said and as Joe has reiterated it's that law of compounding and moving every day every week and kind of shifting and then forming your habits so really Joe thank you for speaking to us today uh, on the Faith Renard Insights podcast and I just want to talk finally about looking at a few of your achievements um, first of which as we mentioned in my opening question being recognized as a Forbes 30 under 30, which is commendable because obviously it shows your dedication and your drive to what you're doing um, through zero gravity. But also I want to talk to you a little bit about your BEM. So can you talk to us a little bit about how it feels to have a BEM and having, having been awarded that by King Charles and talk to us about how a little bit about how that kind of has fed into continuing with your passion to help students from low income backgrounds. Sure. Um... I don't really think about it that much in all honesty. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a strange story where mm. um, the person who, who lived in my old flat I was renting in, in London mm -hmm. talked to me on LinkedIn and sent me a LinkedIn message saying, Joe, there's a very official looking letter which has turned up at, at the flat. Like I presume mm. you must have been one of the old tenants here. Um, I'll forward it on to you. And I, I sort of got this message which I thought was very nice, but I was kind of dreading it because I was thinking, oh, is this some like old utility bill <laughs> I haven't paid or something? I'm about yeah. to get hit with like a 300 quid <laughs> like bill. So um, so he forwarded it on to me and yeah, it turns out it was um, you know, the, the, the the prime minister had you know, signed off on um, you know, recognising me with a British Empire medal mm -hmm. in, the, in the King's honours list. And um, 
it was there's really you know, sort of pinch yourself moment I suppose but yeah. it's I I, th- I think the thing I've kind of learned is at the beginning of your journey it can be easy to obsess about kind of like personal adulation like if I told mm-hmm. my 21 year old self would be featured in the Forbes 30 and the 30 list and have a Know, British Empire medal and you know, be able to go around calling myself, you know, Joe Seddon BM in my passport. That would just <laughs> seem crazy, right? But yeah. but actually, actually, those things really don't matter because the mm-hmm. adulation is is very short lived. It, it feels kind of you get momentary like joy out of it, but it's not mm-hmm. the thing that keeps you going mm-hmm. over time. Like the, the thing that keeps you going is seeing people benefit from your products yeah, day in, day yeah. out. And I, I know that sounds a little bit like a cliche and it's easy to say that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but that really is the truth of it. Like adulation is conditional mm-hmm. and short-lived. But when people love your product and want to use it, that there's nothing more beautiful uh, than that. Like I had a great experience a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where I, I, I jumped in an Uber uh, late at night uh, to get back home. And I was just speaking to the uber driver about you know, my day we're having sort of like awkward mm. small talk um <laughs> and and you know, we just got on to um you know what i was doing for, for work and i, I mentioned zero gravity and he's like oh my son used zero gravity oh, wow. he um he, he used the platform and now he's got a an offer to study uh, the lsc and he's at london school of economics he's mm. the first person in his family to go to university Excellent. we're so proud of him and the platform made such a difference because he was mm. getting no support from his school um, and I'm just hearing things like that, that kind of like completely random moment, like that feels far, far more so rewarding, yeah. than, than any British Empire medal. So I, I think for, for any young founder, mm-hmm. like definitely try and like leverage these pieces of recognition to increase your profile and brand. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. important. Like they, those things are really important signals of, of what you do. Yeah. But you're not gonna you're not gonna get your satisfaction out of those things. You're gonna get your satisfaction of actually building something that people people love. So that's the thing to focus Definitely. on. But focus on building a great product, not on personal recognition. Wonderful, Joe. So we'll end with that then. So you know, we'll end with those thoughts and those and that advice from you, Joe, talking about the you know, the impact that you know that you've really seen when you talk to people who have been, you know, whose lives have been transformed and impacted by your platform Zero Gravity. And speaking about obviously you want to use these qualifications, you want to use these um, you know, these achievements to actually leverage your personal brand, but it's not obviously the be all and end all. What is important to you as a founder um, and as a successful founder is that it's about seeing people being impacted on a day-to-day basis by your platform and by um, the work that you continue to do so thank you joe for coming on to the faith brunel's insights podcast today kicking off season six episode one so my final question to you is how can the listeners get in touch with you after the show yeah feel free to drop me a dm on uh, linkedin and if you want to sign up to zero gravity it's zerogravity.co.uk Well, Joe, thank you very much. And thank you, first of all, to all of my wonderful listeners who week after week, every Thursday, 12pm BST, come back to tune into another guest's life and their journey, talking about that kind of transition between what they've done and also kind of segueing into the mindset, resilience and um, entrepreneurship. So thank you to everybody. Thank you to Joe Seddon, B-E-M. Might have put that on the end as well for you, Joe. Um, Have a great day, everybody. Remember, it's not an event, it's a journey and your journey can begin now. This is your host. Faith Brunel, and I'm signing off until next week with season six, episode two. Bye-bye.